0: Do you really want to know about, I don't know, breeding tomatoes? No, probably not. I mean, I'm sure that's cool and there's some people who get, like, great things out of tomatoes. But do you really want to know the process? Welcome to A Book in a Dream with Megan O'Russell, an author's adventure in writing, reading, and being an epic fangirl. Hello, my name is Megan O. Russell, and welcome to episode 67 of A Book and a Dream. Ah, the infamous info dump. What it is, why it ruins lives, and how to avoid it. Now, for the readers out there who have no idea what an info dump is, don't worry. I will clue you in. If you're an author and you have no idea what an info dump is, either you desperately need to fire your editor, or you are a magical unicorn who has somehow always avoided this problem. Now for the readers, or the blessed and highly favored authors who have never run into this problem, an info dump is sort of like sitting next to someone who has a brand new hobby. You're sitting there minding your own business, and all of a sudden someone is beside you giving you all kinds of facts, details, names of famous people, and all kinds of things that you're not really sure why you would want to know about this. Like, do you really want to know about... I don't know, breeding tomatoes? No, probably not. I mean, I'm sure that's cool, and there's some people who get, like, great things out of tomatoes, but do you really want to know the process? Is that really important to you? Now, in a book, an info dump is when you take a bunch of information and you just splat it at the reader. You're like, yes, and 250 years ago, this king did this, and then his daughter did this, and then we went to here, we went to here, we did this, we did that. And four pages later, the reader has no idea why they just read that, nor have they actually retained any of the information, because it's just too much at once. Now, some very famous instances of info dumps, and I no longer feel guilty uh, calling her out on this because, you know what? Nice people get nice things said about them. So the biggest one that I can think of, especially in the fantasy realm, is the second explanation of Quidditch in the Harry Potter series. That's right, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Whereas in Book 1, the explanation of Quidditch happens fairly organically, in Book 2, it's just there. It's just a splat of and then someone gets 150 points. If you're a musical theater person, think of it as the Mr. Lundy scene in Brigadoon. The entire cast is sitting backstage, listening to a 29, that's an exaggeration, page monologue, and the audience is barely absorbing any of the information because they're either falling asleep, wondering if there's still wine at the concession stand, or desperately have to go to the bathroom. Now, while infodumps may be the enemy of both the reader and the author, there is good news for you. Info dumps are pretty easy to avoid, and I'm going to give you my favorite ways to avoid this horrible trap that so many authors fall into. My number one favorite way to avoid this is to work the conversation around what you need to make sure the audience understands, what your reader understands. Have it go organically into the flow of the book. So rather than say, come sit down with me and listen to my monologue on Why Brigadoon is a Mysterious Valley. Have people talk about it organically. Have a conversation come up. Have different people actually speak so that it's not just paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of exposition. And make sure you involve the scene around them. Very rarely in life are we ever talking in a vacuum with nothing else going around us, going on around us. Usually there's, you know, a cat trying to eat your microphone or a kid trying to get your attention. You're hearing traffic. You're smelling your lunch. There are other things going on other than just, you know, someone spilling details at you in an annoying and abrasive manner. So include those things in your book. For example, if you're talking about a battle. They're planning a battle instead of just having them stand around being like, oh yes, and that cliff is where enemies go to meet their ends because higher ground and here are why the goblins always defeat us. If you're in an army camp, you're going to hear men training. It's going to smell kind of bad. Are people drinking? Are people drunk? If you weave those details into the conversation, then it's not going to feel like an An info dump, it'll feel like a scene. It doesn't even have to be something as grand as a battle or with that many people interacting. If you're trying to get some information across with some people gossiping at tea, what are the participants in the conversation feeling? Is there tension because of the gossip? Does the maid drop a teacup because it's just so shocking? Details like that will help it keep from feeling like someone just really wants to tell you about their tomatoes. Number two, show, don't tell. I know authors get it all the time. Show, don't tell. But in getting information across to your reader, it's so valuable. For example, in my Anna Vilbrea series, in the first book, Ember and Stone, I really needed the readers to get right away that the guilds are evil. Guilds bad and are good. It's really not going to go very well if I can't get that across right away. So I could say, oh, those evil guilds, they do bad things to us, which can be useful. But rather than do that, I started off the book with a scene where a man is murdered by the guilds. He is publicly executed. That gets it across pretty quickly that the guilds are bad. You see the reactions of everyone in the village to the guilds. You see the protagonist's reaction to the guilds. By the end of that scene, you're like, whew. Guild's bad. They don't necessarily know why the guilds are bad. They don't necessarily know the entire history of the guilds. But you know what? That information was not needed to get through chapter one. All we needed to get through that point in the story was, guild's bad and a good And there, we can gracefully distribute the rest of the information throughout the book. We can give examples in conversation of what the guilds have done wrong. We can show a deepening of their evil by having them attack more people. That's fine. You can even say the guilds are evil at some point. But if that's what you start with, then you're going to have to follow it up with a couple more paragraphs about why. Rather than do that, just have them kill someone. It simplifies things. Number three, you don't have to lay all your cards on the table. Let's say that you really need to have the reader receive some information that's common knowledge in the world. It's the way the laws work that everyone would know. It's the upcoming festival that everyone's getting ready for. Whatever it is, you don't have to have the character that is going to utilize that information or be affected by that information be the one to receive the information with the readers. What do I mean by that? Let's say that there's a world where, for public drunkenness, you are locked in the stocks. Well, that sounds pretty bad. You get a little too tipsy and you get locked in the stocks in the public square. Readers need to know that information before someone's just randomly in the stocks and they're like, wait, what? Why'd that happen? But... If you give that information to the person who's going to end up in the stocks, then you're really showing the readers your hand. You're saying, whoa, somebody's getting wasty face tonight. You don't need to do that. Rather than give it to the person who is going to end up in the stocks, you could have someone who's three shots in and still not showing a sign of being inebriated. Have the bartender be like, careful, you know what'll happen. Don't want to be in the stocks. You can do that chapters and chapters before anyone ends up in the stocks. Just drop that little nugget of information. You don't have to use it in that moment. And then when it comes back around, you don't have to have a, and 80 years ago, public drunkenness was such a problem. Now people are locked in the stocks. You can just have someone scream at the drunk person, we're taking you to the stocks. And then you lock their little head in there and it's done. It's so subtle. It's so brilliant. It's one of my favorite things to do. Now, just because those are my top three ways to avoid info dumps, that does not mean that that list is in any way exhausted. Not even for me. Some of my other favorites include legends. Write a legend about your world. That includes how many seasons there are, how the solar system works, whatever it is. Tell a fairy tale, tell a legend, and get that information across to your reader through that. You can also have letters. A little letter telling someone that someone's been gone for 10 years and how much they miss them can get a lot of information across in just a couple of paragraphs because it's directed to a character who has foreknowledge, even if not that someone disappeared for 10 years and why, who the person is. You can also have an interrupted town gossip. Someone desperately wants to tell a big long story and they only get a few sentences in before they're cut off. But if those few sentences include, oh, and this person's getting married because they're pregnant and if that doesn't work out, they're going to be murdered. Well, we don't need to know all about who the baby daddy is, where she got knocked up, and how far along she is. We've already gotten all the information we need in those few quick sentences before we toss the gossip out for something more exciting. There are so many ways. Experiment in your writing. Find your favorite. Now, for my readers out there, I am sorry if I've just spoiled a book for you, or many books for you. Because hopefully from now on when you're reading, you'll spot info dumps and go, hey, wait a second, I don't need that information right now. Because it happens a lot. It happens in movies a lot too. There's a lot of information just like toss on you and left there to fester where you don't really understand it and or need it for a long time. So... Take note when you see it in books. Think about where you need information, and you know what? You'll probably enjoy the book a little bit more, even if the info dump is ruined for you. Why? Because you'll know what information the author is telling you is important, and that will lead you to a better understanding of the story. Hopefully. Hopefully I didn't destroy anything for you. And for the authors, what are your favorite ways to avoid info dumps? Let me know in the comments. I love sharing these little tips with other authors. Why? because it's fun. And I love sneaking information into things. Easter eggs are my jam. So let me know in the comments below. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, whatever you do on your preferred channel so that you can see the video that will be posted next week. And in the meantime, may you have a very exciting week with only the information you need in the present moment. And may no one tell you about a king from 700 years ago if you have no idea why he's important. Good luck!